Welcome to the Finding a Job podcast, a Ben J. Schaap LLC production. In this podcast, we share the stories of world-class business leaders as they discuss their professional journeys, job search strategies, and tactics that have led them to career success. If you're looking to find a fulfilling, well-paying career path, this podcast will unearth the tools and tips you need to expedite your learning curve and avoid common roadblocks that face people entering the working world. Now here's the host of the Finding a Job podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Finding a Job podcast. This week, we're going to reveal some of the practical job search tips and strategies you need to land a great first job. Joining us is Leslie Mittler, who is the co-host of the Finding a Job podcast and a career coach and co-founder of Early Stage Careers. Leslie's company is a service that helps college students bridge the gap between their education and first job. And today, Leslie and I are going to continue our conversation about writing a great resume by talking about how to organize your thoughts and figure out what you're communicating with your resume. Okay, here's my conversation with Leslie Mittler, career coach and co-founder of Early Stage Careers. Leslie, welcome back to Resume Week on the Finding a Job podcast. Thank you. It's great to have you back here. Yesterday, we took it from the top and we talked a little bit about where to start when you're writing your first resume. And the takeaway was, There are templates that are out there that you can follow, but you need to make sure that the format of your resume fits the job that you're trying to apply for. And we also talked a little bit about what makes a good resume, what you're trying to get across, and how much time you have to actually get that message across. Moral of the story is people are going to be looking at your resume for six to 10 seconds, and you have to spend hours to make sure that each word counts and that your resume in those that short period of time is highlighting your experience in the best possible way. So when you're starting to think about what you're going to communicate in your resume, how do you organize your thoughts and how do you organize the words on the page to figure out what's the best way to put your best foot forward? Well, I would break it down by category. So what I mean by that is education is a category, work experience slash internships are a category. Leadership, if you have significant leadership skills, would be a category. And then lastly, skills and interests. So if you start to break the page into those categories so you can visualize it and then take one at a time. So start with your education and figure out what you're going to include there, what you want to highlight. My suggestions would be, you know, obviously what you're studying, what you're getting your degree in, your major, your GPA the relevant coursework that you've had, and maybe any special projects or things like that that you might have done that would highlight your knowledge in a particular area. A capstone project would be something like that, a research project for a professor, those sorts of things. And there you would also include your activities on campus. So they're getting like a full understanding of your college education experience and how you're spending your time and what you're studying Because a major in finance at one school may have different requirements in terms of coursework than at another school. At one school, it may be more theoretical, more economics oriented. At another school, it may be more quantitative. So that's why I recommend the relevant coursework. And the bonus is that because we did talk about applicant tracking systems, some of those keywords that are maybe in the titles of the courses that you're listing may be picked up as a relevant keyword by the applicant tracking system. So good idea to to have those listed. Then you would go to your experience. Everything has to be chronological from the present to the past. 
So what I would do is just lay out the jobs that you want to include and your titles and your dates. So if you lay it out in sort of blocks, it's a little bit easier than trying to start writing from the top to the bottom. And then your next category would be leadership if you have significant leadership skills. And again, you'll lay those out in that block. And finally, skills and interests. Skills meaning anything special, any kind of technology skills, any language skills, any particular skills that are relevant to the employer who is the potential employer who's looking at your resume. And interests I like because it gives you some dimension as a candidate. So maybe you like rock climbing, maybe you DJ in your free time, maybe you like that certain type of music, maybe you're a great cook, maybe you like to hike, whatever, you know, there are things that people can find commonalities when they're meeting you and sort of kick off the conversation. So I think one of the things to think about here is how you're titling the various sections of your resume. Leslie, you mentioned that your education should come first if you're a college student. And this flips when you're in the working world, your education becomes the second set of bullets. But let's talk a little bit about education first. I think of breaking the experience down for your education as first, the headline, what is the school that you went to? What's that one line that you want people to look at that gives the most important information? Boston University graduate, 1998 to 2002, right? That is the headline for me, for my education. Then you can have a series of other bullets that are your subheadings. And so for me, that is business administration major. And then you can have a series of bullets under that. And then maybe there is a second subheading, which is concentration and marketing. And you can space out and take up a fair amount of real estate on the page by showing not only did I graduate from the business school at Boston University, and here were you know my GPA and some of my credentials, but I specifically focused in marketing and you're creating a separate section with real estate for that, which allows you to go into more detail without having a laundry list of bullets. Talk to me about how you think of segmenting your education experience so it is relevant and you can get across what you want without just having 10 bullets in a row. So you don't have to follow one particular format, but Usually next to your, let's use Boston University as an example. If you graduated from a particular school at Boston University, you might want to put that next to the name Boston University, like School of Management. Already now they're getting the sense you're a business person. Underneath that, you would want to list your major and concentration, major and minor, double major, whatever it is. And obviously you're, you want to show the years that you're attending the school. Beyond that, I like to see GPA if that GPA is a 3.0 or better. If it's not, then I would leave it off. Or if you don't feel that it's a GPA that's going to be compelling, I would leave it off. And after that, then you can have your bullet points about relevant coursework, activities, honors, whatever other things that you participated in. But at least in the first several lines, you're getting across what you're studying, what you're focused in, what your qualifications are and what your relevant coursework is, and when you're graduating. Here's a controversial question. If your GPA is under a 3.0 for the entire school, but your GPA for your major is over a 3.0, do you put your GPA as in under the major section, or do you just leave it all blank? I would leave it all blank, because if you're only putting, if you're only selecting one GPA to give, it's probably because the other one isn't over 3.0. But it can become a 
discussion point during an interview because you will be asked about your GPA if it's not on the resume. And so maybe, you know, you started out slow. Maybe you were pre-med the first year. Maybe you were engineering the first year. Maybe there was something that brought your overall GPA down, but in the areas that you're focusing on, your areas of study, you were much stronger. For those of you who have a GPA that's under 3.0, let me be the first one to vow that it will not be the cross that you have to wear around your neck for the rest of your life. Not everybody gets over 3.0 GPA. You're going to find a job. It's okay. You won't have to explain that away for the rest of your life just when you're graduating from college and looking for your first job. That's very true. And the other thing is, if it turns out that you're involved in a lot of activities or leadership programs, then that will sort of counterbalance. So people want to hear the whole story. There are only a handful of occupations where the GPA really will rule whether you actually get an interview or not. And I think we all know what those are, you know, the investment banking, consulting, that sort of world. But otherwise, employers are looking for a diverse workforce. They're looking for people with different interests, different backgrounds, and who can bring different perspectives to the employment workplace. So we talked a fair amount about organizing your resume. You're going to go education, experience, skills, activities. Talk to me about what the purpose of organizing your thoughts this way. The reason that this is sort of the template for organizing your resume this way is because it's also the roadmap for the interviewer to ask you questions. And what you want is to have something that's clearly laid out so that the interview doesn't become you trying to explain well, what does this mean? Or why is this here? Or why did you put this under this category instead of this category? You want to give them a clear menu so that they can just ask questions and get to know you and to understand the progression of things that you've done in your college career. So I think at the end of the day, when you're thinking about organizing your resume, hey, look, you're not going to have a ton of career experience. That's okay. You can talk more about what your educational experience is And breaking that out into not only what your college is, what your experience is, talking about what your activities were, and highlighting your overall educational experience will help you set up your interviews using your resume. So when somebody scans down their resume, they can say, hmm, okay, Boston University, business major, marketing major, interesting. Hey, he was in a fraternity. Oh, look at all these other skills that he has. I'm using my college experience as an example. Now I know what I want to ask him about. So just think about organizing and communicating the experience that you have and breaking it down into specific bullets. And we're going to go into more detail about how to write those bullets in our next episode. So that wraps up this episode of the Finding a Job podcast. Thanks to Leslie Mittler, co-founder and career coach at Early Stage Careers for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Leslie, you can click on the link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send her a tweet at Early Stage Careers, that's Early STG Careers, or you can visit her company's website, which is earlystagecareers.com. Just one link I want to tell you about in our show notes. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to fajpod.com, which stands for findingajobpod.com. 
where we have summaries of all of our episodes, the contact information for our guests. If you're a subscriber to the Finding a Job podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We'd love to hear from you. So we created fajpod.com slash question, where you can send us your topic suggestions or your job search questions, which we'll answer live on our show. You can always reach out to us on social media. Our handle is fajpod on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, pretty much everywhere. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a regular stream of job search tips in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day for the rest of the week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to keep networking and stay positive.